and we're back here continuing episode 10 of uh, Unexceptional Americans, and uh, we're going to talk about an unfortunate but not surprising turn of events with the coronavirus stimulus package, sending a check of uh, $1,200 per person to every American. Is it every American? I'm not sure. Is it um, it's people 18 and above, I think. Pretty sure. It's just 18 and above. Um, and... I forget where the amount starts diminishing, but there's a certain income level based off of your uh, based off of your tax filings from last year um, or from 2018, I think. Um, which obviously, you know, means that you know people who might actually be broke now due to a variety of things that have happened in between tax file, you know, your taxes getting piled in uh, either last year or in 2018. A huge, a huge number of things could have happened to you, you know, like the economy collapsing in the past month. Um, so, so who knows if people are actually even getting what they need. But um, when it comes to these 1200 per person payments, I personally have no idea if mine has come through or not. I don't even know if I'm getting one. I, I don't know. Um, Me neither. We'll see. I'll find out. Uh, I haven't looked at my bank account in a while because I haven't had to spend anything. I don't think you have to apply for it. But um, they, uh, so it has come to people's attention, however, that these checks, and when they get them, they aren't able to get all of them. And it turns out there is language within the coronavirus relief bill, which we talked about in our first episode. I did a whole, I did a whole uh, like five, 10 minute rant on that in episode one um, about how Nancy Pelosi was introducing a crap relief bill. Um, and then that whole, then there was a week long, you know, weird, bizarre oh, tap yeah. dance of Mitt Romney and Tom Cotton and Josh Hawley and Marco Rubio, basically, not outflanking to the left, but I will say outflanking um, or out yanging uh, Nancy Pelosi. Out yanging. Out yanging. We out here shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yang, real yang shit. Uh, yang yang. Um, but uh, <laughs> stop this now. We, we gotta stop this now. We're gonna get into some like. <laughs> edgy uh, Steven Crowder comedy material territory. Uh, you know, bad stereotypical voices. But uh, um, it turns out... Uh, not gay Jared. That, not gay Jared. Um, Jared is not gay. But um, and Steven Crowder's not smart um, and definitely a racist. But, uh, and this coronavirus relief bill is not good. Because apparently there's language in it that allows banks to garnish your $1,200 check if you um, have an overdrawn account, if you have to, if you owe them overdraft fees or you have pre-existing debts, um, your bank might garnish your $1,200 check from the government that is supposed to be the stimulus to the economy. Um, Banks are just intercepting it when it gets direct deposited into your account and just taking a huge part of it, if not all of it, um, because they're, they're going to pay off your debts. And I'm, I'm using quotes on that. Um, you, you can't see it, but you might be able to hear it in my voice that they're uh, going to, you know, 
they're, they're having you pay off your debts and uh, you know uh, pay your overdraft fees, which, funny enough, is a huge amount of banks' profits. It actually may, it, it's actually more than everything else that they do by charging people who are literally too poor um, to keep their accounts at a certain level, forcing them to pay more money in order to keep their accounts. Um, which, you know, usually just means driving people deeper into poverty. You know, capitalist finance is pretty good. Private finance is a, it's a great thing. Um, and the even more disturbing and disgusting and morally repugnant part of this is that the USAA, the bank that is specifically you know, kind of a bank, it's basically a bank, but it's a financial service institution that provides basically banking services, financial services for veterans and their families. Is literally taking their $1,200 checks from them. Um, it's stealing their money. Dear God. Which is so disturbing. It's so profoundly disturbing and just gross and grimy and and disgusting. Yeah, it's like, according to the white veteran, a, USA rep a USAA representative told her in a phone conversation that they shouldn't have gotten into debt in the first place and refused to give back the payment. So that's great because, you know, pretty much everything, if you think about it. Um, yeah, so this woman is saying that, uh, um, she just she goes on in this article in uh, the pros an American prospect by uh, David Dayan, who is great um, in terms of uh, the writing he does. People should pay attention to it. He says, "I'm um, the woman, uh, Carrie, the wife of that veteran." She says, "I'm out of work and my husband is injured and can't work. We don't know where rent is going to come from now." It was going to help my 18-month-old get her meds. I'm at a loss for words. They don't care, That's, which is horrifying. They that don't is, care. That's that, the... that is that is some black. That makes that makes me want to take the black pill. I can't imagine how they feel. That's the slogan for 2024 right now. Right, right. I mean, right here. They yeah. don't care. They, they don't, don't care, care about you. In, this is. I'm, I love repeating this quote it's what george carlin fucking said it's a they don't care about you they don't give a fuck about you exactly and the um the, the, the ridiculousness about this blaming individuals for their again to some concept here is like the blaming individuals for getting to debt in the first place is ridiculous when you consider that you know well first of all i don't care how much Bad, how many bad decisions anyone makes. I don't think that their 18-month-old shouldn't be able to get their fucking medications. But any, regardless of that, the idea that you can you, you somehow have this like personal control over your life, when especially if you're born into a, a poor or a lower middle class, working class family, you if you want to get any kind of job nowadays, um, many areas don't even have that many jobs. You have to go to college. If you take on debt to go to college, that but if, if, or the college tuition is so ridiculous, the expensive, that you have to take on mountains of debt, that if you want to have a place to live, you have to take on more debt. If you want to buy food for your gro or groceries and food for your family, you have to take on more debt. I mean, it's utterly ridiculous. And it's like, when are you going to, like, like how, are, how are you expected to pay back that debt? And then the, the government gives you some relief. And then, you know, 
the financial institutions take that as well. And I'm sure that when you think about how this connects all back to politics is that when those government officials were writing, writing this bill into law, they would have allowed this to happen in part because their donors are for people from these kinds of institutions. It's yeah. not a line that we should have to draw for you, but I mean, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty, pretty clear. it's pretty obvious. Um, and I mean, you know, people tend to connect this to, to, to big, scary neoliberalism, but let's be frank here. This is, this is a running part of capitalism for a long time. And this is, and this connects deep back in history, deep into like linguistics, the, the word that the German word for debt is the word from which we derive the English word guilt. Um, the, yeah. Um, the, this, this is actually uh, um, interesting. This connects back to what we were talking about before we were even recorded. Um, Nietzsche talks about that. Um, he goes on this, he went on this like tirade sort of against debt and lending. Um, not, it was not anti, it was not an anti-Semitic rant, but uh, you know, people could read into it that way, uh, given the way Nietzsche was used. But um, he basically goes off to explain like, like about what the concept of guilt, particularly within you know Christian theology, is, but um, it's a greater idea. It's a greater idea within um, Western culture, sort of, and within capitalism primarily that emerges as capitalism grows and spreads. Um, the idea of atomization of reducing people down, this unnatural reduction of human beings down to the individual. And that you alone are, you know, the idea that you are responsible for your own actions somehow gets expanded into this massive idea. It gets expanded massively and ridiculously to the idea that you are literally directly responsible for everything that happens to you in addition to that and for your response to it. And therefore, you know, debt, it's your fault. You fall into debt because, you know, a huge number of people are literally born without the resources to, like, do anything. I forget what the percentage is, but it's like half the country. It's almost like it's somewhere around half of the country has less than $1,000 in savings. Oh, yeah. No, I think it's way more than that because so, I know. Yeah, it's I like said, 60% don't have $400 yeah, yeah, to spare for an emergency. Yeah, I think uh, I think 70% live paycheck or consider themselves to be living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And I mean, this is that is a it is a vast majority of the population. Like I, I consider anything over like fifty-five percent to be a big majority, like a vast majority especially of the population. The country, yeah. Especially yeah, especially in a country like this where everything uh, it tends to be broken up along much smaller lines, but um, you know, like to say like that's your fault because just because just everyone's just that stupid, and and this connects back to the guilt thing. It's about making you feel guilty for things that are not in your control. Yeah, for things that are in the control of that are really in no individual's control. They're. they're fault of a system that the product of a system working as it's designed to work and that's 
exactly what this is. It's abusing people for, um, it, it's abusing people and punishing them for things they're not guilty of, but th things they're not responsible for, but for things we're making them to feel guilty about. That is uh, a good way to put it. And um, just one more thing. We should note that uh, the big banks are not the only industry taking advantage of this. Uh, big oil is taking advantage of this as well. Um, there are a lot of uh, states uh, quickly making, uh, adopting laws to make it a felony to protest critical infrastructure like pipelines. So um, in South Dakota, they made it a felony to incite such a protest against pipelines. And um, there are Republicans who, and right wingers who love and defend freedom of speech, according yes. to uh, Charlie Kirk, Dave Rubin, Jordan Peterson, Sarah uh Yeah, we, we might mention, yeah, Jordan Peterson's name is probably going to come up soon. Uh, all their names. Dave Rubin, actually. if we're talking about anti intellectualism, I mean. Yeah. We're spoiling it. Uh, <laughs> it's not like we're literally going to talk about it in five minutes, but um, less than that. But uh, yeah, um, I mean, this is what Naomi Klein was talking about when she talked about disaster capitalism and about uh, the shock doctrine. Use every disaster as an excuse to just push through as much terrible crap as you want. Um, that you know won't, isn't popular because you know people aren't paying attention. Yes, and yeah, it's just, it's insane that every company on the face of this planet that has the resources to do so is taking advantage uh, of, this, of this moment to do, as, to do as much as they can to better their own bottom line at the cost of literally anything else. Literally the planet which is what supports everything. Yeah. They, they yeah, don't. All, they the, all the global, the, they're doing it at the expense of the entire, when it comes to big oil, they're literally doing everything they do at the expense of, you know, the global biosphere and the literal, they are betting against the literal future of life continuing on this planet as it currently uh, exists. Yeah. Which is insane. Dis dismal um, point. And we're going to uh, kind of touch on how that is allowed to happen and how uh, politics allows it to happen in our next segment. So I think we'll end this one here. Yes. yes. Uh, this, th this segment ends depressingly. Yes. Mm -hmm.